When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, people? This is the Talking Tech, this podcast. My name's Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. Yeah, we're doing this um, during Chelsea, Manchester United, so... We will probably know what happens by the end of the extra, probably. We'll know what happens. So we do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud. What am I forgetting? Spotify. If you're listening on an Apple device, subscribe. It's free. If you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the show. Any review that gets done between this week or, or, or even and six stars, six stars. If you can, if you can put six stars, it'll be cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but if you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. We're going to do all of the reviews we get from February. We're going to do those next week because that's our last February show. So make sure to get your five-star review in and we will read it next week along with everyone else's from this month. If you're listening uh, and you're a Patreon supporter, you know what? Let me let me go through and I'm going to pull up our Patreon account. Mm. And I'm just going to read off the people that have pledged so yes. far. Yes, we have like, to do that. Yeah. I feel like that's a good thing. Because it's a it's it's a nice guilt trip to put to all the other guys' husbands. <laughs> um, all right, so people that have pledged in in February, a guy called Planet Kasavian, uh, Shahist Shahist Ahmed MF Essian, shout out Ghana, Theodore Caesar Mosby. I I I recognize these names yeah. from people who have left questions and stuff like that. Um, people who pledged in 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 January, shout out to Tosin. Shout out to Mash. Shout out to Etienne Michelet. Shout out to Fraser, Robin, Quasi, Dan Colosimo, um, Wesley, Dave, Emmett, Ricky DaCosta, Ryan, Justice, Tapiwa, uh, and Aaron yeah, Burnett. Yeah, yeah. Musa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out to all you guys, man, for putting a little something, something on the books. Um, there are three tiers. One of them's a dollar. One of them's three dollars. One of them's ten dollars. For three dollars, you get Talking Tactics Extra, which is where Half Hope, myself, and Carl. How would you describe we, it? We just talk about whatever we want to talk yeah. about, basically. <laughs> I mean, whatever yeah, is, whatever fun, is burning on our mind, we just chop it up. So right here, I'm gonna leave a little clip from Talking Tactics Extra from this week. So hopefully, you enjoy it. Because you know what's my fear is? Imagine if you go into ancient Egypt, 
and all the furs and everything are, 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 are basically white. <laughs> and I'm like, oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, there goes that narrative, man. <laughs> it's a oh no, no. snap. Do, no, do you know what the scariest thing would be? What? You go 200 years into the future, you you land at it, like, oh wow, and there's like this machinery, they're flying speeches and everything. I'm like, I'm like, wow. And the first thing you hear is, yo, remember, only $3 a month, and you get like four or five shows, depending however many Mondays or Tuesdays there are in that week. So it's dope. I, I enjoy making them. Even if nobody listens, it's just fun to kind of pick. Oh, no, 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 no. That's actually one of my fun things, man. It's dope. So I'm excited for the first time someone pledges $10 and I have to, like, send a cup or something to their address. I'm anticipating it. So this is an FA Cup week. You guys know what we do on FA Cup weeks. We just ask for your questions, your burning football questions, and, and we answer them. So unless you have anything you want to get off your chest, have hope. Is there anything pressing in the football world that you would like to discuss? Um, was Gerard ever world class? <laughs> this is what's on your mind. <laughs> no, because, no, because I've just been, been taking a lot of heat from people. I'm like, yeah. So just, just very simply, do, do you, was Gerard ever world class? Was he ever considered one of the best players in the world? Was he ever considered one of the best midfielders in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What do you mean? Hmm. Of course, Gerald was considered one of the best central midfielders in the world. Like in the world, the world. Yes. So look, seriously, so he was. He, he could. He could sit at the same table as Javi and Pirlo. I think so. Yeah. Ta oh, 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 like talent-wise. You know, basically, do you? Because again, for me, I feel that the best midfielders of that generation were Javi and Pirlo. Could you put Gerard in the same conversation and same category as Javi and Pirlo? I don't know if they're necessarily in the same conversation because I think they played just in better teams and better international teams for that matter. So you have one playing for Spain, one playing for Italy, both won World Cups. Um, one is playing in that revolutionary Barcelona side. Pirlo is just one of the best technicians I think we've ever seen in that position. So I don't know if it's necessarily fair to compare Gerard. Gerard? I made him French. Gerard <laughs> to Xavi and, and Pirlo. However, should, is, isn't there like you're world class, but you're like at the bottom rung of world class, and then you're there's people that are like more world class than you. So, for instance, like Messi's at the height of world class, but you would also call Hazard world class, even though Hazard isn't as good as Messi. You see? No, no, no. But my thing is that I just don't because I remember Gerard. I mean, I always view Gerard as one of the best players, one of the best midfielders in Premier League history. I never viewed him as yeah. This guy is one of the best midfielders in the world. I just never viewed him as, as that. I think most people would. But again, it could be leading to like the Premier League bias and the English bias that a lot of people that watched Liverpool probably at that time or just English football at the time had. But I, I think if you think back about on Gerard's career, I think you would say he was world-class. He won Champions Leagues. I said plural. Champions yeah, I love Champions League. So they, hmm. Made it to the final twice. If if you looked at Liverpool's team in that in those times, like you would look at Fernando Torres was world class, you would say Gerard was world class, you would say Xavi Alonso was world class. I think that's about it though. Yeah, like like I I, I wouldn't put Jamie Carragher. If you brought up Jamie Carragher, was Jamie Carragher world class? I would say no. No, no, um, because my my thing is that so so you would put Gerard in the same on the same level as Javi and Pirlo. I would put him in the same bracket, not at the same level. I think there are levels within brackets. Do you, do you know how you do tiers? 
Mm. And you would put like you, you so you obviously have Xavi Pirlo tier one. So you would put Gerard's like high tier two or like bottom tier one. Because I think that's probably what oh, no, I would no, 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 no. Tier two, tier two, tier two. Tier two. See, I would probably put Gerard, like peak Gerard, the bottom of tier one. And then as you move up, then you get into better world class players in that way. So yeah. So that's what why why is that on your mind? Why is Gerard's level no, at your mind? Um I put out a tweet and I got attacked by Liverpool fans. <laughs> so, you associate with a lot of them. Shout out Drifty and men like Matt. And yeah, I just think that I don't believe that he was really a player in which, like, because I remember when he was playing, I never thought of Jarrett said, Ah, man, this is one of the best midfielders in the world. Like, the, this whole Javi Pelo debate has been a, a, a debate about, no, which one of those would you call the best midfield of the generation? And you have arguments for Xavi and I'm making arguments for, for, for Pelo. I wouldn't even begin. To have a debate about Jared against Xavi or Jared against Pierlo. So I wouldn't even begin that conversation. Okay, so when when the Lampard Gerard Skulls conversation comes up, do you mm. consider Skulls and Lampard either or to be world class? In my view, I feel that Skulls was the best out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. Again, the thing with Skulls is I think Skulls is just missing something for me to call him one of the best midfielders in the world for me to say, no, this was a world-class midfielder. Even if I think that talent-wise he was, I don't think he did enough to put himself in the same category as Xavi and Pirlo. But I can have a conversation about Skulls and Xavi and Skulls and Pirlo. I can have that conversation. I can't have the conversation with Gerard and Thingy and Gerard and Thingy. So Frank? No. Same thing again. Like <laughs> Lampard, one of... Perhaps one of the best goal-scoring midfielders. No, the best goal-scoring midfielder in Premier League history. I never considered Lampard a world-class player. Is he the best goal-scoring midfielder of all time? You can you you can make that argument. You can make the argument. So what what I say is like I think Frank Lampard had world-class seasons. 2009, 2010. I think he scored 20 goals and had like 10 assists. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So that was like a world-class season. But so, no, no, yeah, you can have a world-class season, but like Javi and Pirlo were top tier for multiple seasons that's what you call work as well like for multiple seasons you're like a top top dude so maybe jared was world class at a certain point but just to call him oh man this he was a world-class mid midfielder eh, i don't think it's the same as javi and pelo who for about three four five years they were amongst the best midfielders in the world for four five six six years so basically to run this off we could say gerard had world-class peaks but he wasn't necessarily an overall world-class You said player. it in French again. You How did I say it? Gerard. <laughs> Do you know what? I was watching, Um, what's that movie with Wesley Snipes in it? Murder at 1600? Blade? Nah, 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 nah. It has Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, um, The Fugitive. No, no. U.S. Yeah, Marshall. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. U.S. Marshals, U.S. Marshals, bro. So I watched U.S. Marshals, and I watched the other one again, and his name is like Captain Gerard. Oh. So I guess I'm saying it kind of with that twang, Gerard. There you go. Gerard. Gerard. It is a French, like Lampard and Gerard. Those are like Frenchish names. No, no, um, yeah, no, no. Yeah, because they like, like Lampard, Gerard. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what? Because nothing's going on this week, and we can, like, we have your guys' questions. We'll get to them. Hmm. If we had to do, like, a top five Premier League midfielders of all time, pen and paper here. If we had to make our top five. As you hear the paper roughly, I'm getting the pen. I'm getting the pen. Here we go. Um, top five Premier League midfielders of all time. So, so is it is this in in order or out of order? I feel like it's our duty to the people to give them this list in order, from one 
two that's, five. That's, that's that's tough. Okay, so obviously you have to have Skulls, Lampard, Gerard. You got to have Vieira. So we have Skulls as a as a nominee, Lampard as a nominee, Gerard, Vieira, Roy Keane. Vieira, Keane. Are we putting Yaya Toure in this? Yeah. Okay. So let's just get all the nom nom nominees out there. Um, are we doing? So, so would, would we call David Silva in yes. there or more? Silva's there. Toure's there. Um, David Silva's in there. Cesc Fabregas? No. <laughs> We're pissing people off already. Um, mm, no. Um, he, he, no, he has other than Giggs, who played wing and played in the Premier League forever. Fabregas has the most assists. I think that has that. Fabregas is here. I don't know if he if he's gonna make okay, the top so, five. So, but. so do we? So so do we? Do we? Do we put Giggs in there, or he, does he classify as a winger? Let's let's kind of limit it to more like central midfield. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. That's what I'm saying. Um, so that way we don't have to get into like the Makaleli. Yep, yep, yep. Makaleli's in there. Essien? Do you see Essien's weird because yeah, like yeah. his peak hot shot, peak, peak Essien easily would be here if, if we were doing like the best one season for a midfielder. Then 0506 is one of the best midfielder seasons I think I've ever seen. However, the injuries cut him short, so I don't know if he makes it. So we've got Man City, Liverpool, Gerrard. I don't know if Alonso makes the cut. Javier Alonso makes the cut. Um, who else? I'm just going through all the teams, like all the teams that Arsenal had, all the teams that Javier Alonso. I, I just brought him up. I wasn't sure if we were going to throw him in there. Yeah, no, for, for sure, for sure. For as good as Manchester United were, to only have Skulls and Keane, Keane that I can see from this list. How is he doing this? How is he winning all these Premier Leagues? And that's because, like, because Michael, he's, he's one of the greatest managers of all time. That's the whole like. What, like I'm, I'm thinking, and like those are the only two from those teams I can think of. Like those great Manchester United teams. Um, Pogba is Pogba in this list? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to think of like the new crop. There must be more. Maybe there aren't. Maybe these are like the top. No, no, 10. no. I, th I think yeah. I mean, look. If we, I mean. We haven't missed any glaring ones, so we we, we have the obvious ones, right? There's, and, there are no and, obvious and, ones. Yeah, and, and those are what we need. Okay, so yes, we need to cut out five names. So from the ones that I have here, we're gonna cut out Fabregas. Yeah. We're gonna cut out Alonso. Yeah. We're gonna cut out Silva, and now it gets tricky. Are we gonna cut out Silva? Okay, okay, all right, okay. Well, we have Skulls, Lampard, Gerard, Vieira, Torre, Makalele, and Keane. This is gonna be. Does, this is gonna get does weird. Really make the list. Let's be real. Does he make the list? No. I'm not sure whether he, does he, does he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. As 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 much as I would want to keep him, because I'm a Chelsea fan, he doesn't make. Okay, it. So so, fifth, so okay, so what names do we have? What, what so, names do we have? So we have six names left. <laughs> this is gonna be tough. We have Paul Scholes. I feel like he's in the top five. We have Lampard. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's in the top five. Hundred percent. We have Gerard. Hundred percent. Yeah. We have Keane. Okay. We have Vieira and then we have Yaya Toure. <laughs> Basically, it's it's between Keane and Yaya Toure for a sixth man. No, see, I would say it's between Gerard and Toure for the sixth. Your Liverpool fans are going to stab you in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but okay, you know what? Let's let's try to be object as objective as we can. Mm. I feel like most people would put Lampard as the third member of the Skulls-Gerard-Lampard debate. Oh, so sure. the argument here should be between Lampard and Toure. And I think you have to shade it to Lampard. No, 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 no. Lampard has to say. I, I mean, 
just alone for his goal scoring, he has to get it over. Surya had like one spectacular season and amazing second half of seasons. Lampard gave you about two or three amazing right. seasons. So, so Toure is our sixth man. Yeah. If we want to use a basketball term. Then I think we go Lampard fifth. Then we go Gerard fourth. So you're putting Keane ahead of Gerard. Would you? I don't I don't think I would. So Gerard is top three all time. Has to be. He ha- I mean I mean he has to be. He has to be. As as far as Premier League goes, now world is a different thing. As far as Premier League goes, he, Gerard has to be top three. He never like, won the league. We're talking about just <laughs> see, I don't, I don't like the thing of he, never, he never won the league. This, oh, okay. that's, no, 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 that's, okay. that's okay. why I put him okay. fourth. He hasn't okay, look, he said he hasn't won the league, but we both agree that we're putting him ahead of Lampard. Roy Keane had Alex Ferguson, greatest manager of all time. Okay, so okay. I, I agree. I agree. I will I, I will see to you in that sense. So we got Lampard fifth, Keane fourth. fourth. So who are the three that we have? Skulls, Vieira, Gerard. Oof. God damn, this this is tough. This you know is... what? I th- this 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 is key. Is Patrick Vieira the greatest midfielder in Premier League history? Is between him and Scholes. So Gerard third. Yeah. Because I wanted to put him fourth, so there's no way I'm putting him second. So who yeah. is the greatest? Is it Scholes? Are we going to agree with Scholes? Give it, giving him like longevity, given all the trophies he won, etc. Or are we going to go with? I think probably the more complete player who played as an invincible you World see, Cup winner, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If if we're talking just like in the Premier League, as we've already yeah. outlined, mm. I think Scholes is number one, then Vieira two. Okay, why would you say that? Based on what? Based and, on, and don't use the achievements angle because that's cheating. Based on what? The longevity. Because one zero uh, Man United were Herrera cross from deep header. Shit. <laughs> okay, so um, you see, that longevity argument is a great argument. Because for me, the reason why, okay, my argument for both my argument for Vieira is he's more complete. Scores was horrible yes. at tackling. That's why he got so many red red cards. Was it was horrible <laughs> at that defending. Vieira easily the most complete midfielder. So as far as just a central midfielder who could attack. Keep the ball, pass, tackle, Vera all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Scholes, until he retired, was still one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Vieira did slightly dip. So by the time he left, I think in 05, 06, he did slightly dip. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Scholes has yeah. 500 Premier League appearances. Ah, it's, this is hard. Because <laughs> am I going to choose longevity or am I just going to choose based purely on the qualities of a central midfielder. And that's what, what, what it, it comes down to. What arguments am I, am I going to use more? Qualities as a central midfielder or longevity and consistency? That's that's the debate. If we're going like just who would you rather build your team around? It's Vieira. Mm. If we're going who's the best, greatest Premier League midfielder, I think playing in the Premier League is probably one of the biggest components in this. Uh, you know what? I think it's Skull's number one, bro. Yeah, it, it probably no, because do you know that the funny thing is, for so long I've pretty much been saying now, Vieira, best midfielder of all time, best midfielder, best midfielder for such a long time. But thinking about it now, because it's it, this is it's very close. It's negligible. It's like close. I never saw a bad school season, or 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 an average school season. Like there was never a bad Vieira season, but there was a season where okay, yeah, Vieira, he's not like how he used to. Skulls never really dipped above below a certain level. So mm-hmm. yeah, skulls. 
And I think Vieira's completeness is probably why he's second on our list. Mm. Because because Gerard, Lampard have the longevity as well, but they're not as complete as Vieira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Gerard is more complete, which is why he's above Lampard. But I think Vieira, like, he's just very, very good, which makes him second. But the longevity argument gives goals a little bit of a of an advantage. Although that's not everything. Because if it was everything, then Gareth Barry should be somewhere around here. But he's all right. Let's do some questions. Do you want to start out with like a good, good question? No, no, no. Let's build up to a good, good question. Let's let's let's, let's build up. So, so, so we're gonna keep the Cardi stuff for last. Oh, uh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, all right. This is from, and you know what? Like someone mentioned last time, that I need to be better with saying people's names and ass. I apologize. Sometimes I just read the question and no, I don't no, no, get no, into no, like it's, who it's asked. Really so. Like, trust me, name names are hard to pronounce. No, it's, it's, sometimes I even forget. So this question is from Stian at. This is one of those hard ones. S-E-L-V-B-I-L-D-E. You know who you are. Could you do a quick break in the show where Double H just says brick so I can use that as my message tone? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, he, I think he wants you to say brick and then he'll like record his phone and that way like every time he gets a text message, it'll be like brick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just... Um, time sets me up, but then I'll say it. All right. This is Double H saying brick. Brick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, how good is Potch at halftime tactics? Seems to hit the nail on the head every time. Um, every time? I mean, I'll leave that one to you. I haven't really been paying attention too much to like, Spurs' halftime adjustments. You know, so so you know, maybe again, again, apologies, but apart from the Dortmund game, I don't know how many games in which he's gone into a halftime and the team has changed things around supremely over halftime. But look, one thing that he's good at, which your boy Sari could learn a few things from, is he constantly makes adjustments and is not afraid to change things, things, things up. So he's very fluid in his mm-hmm. tactical style. Again, Sari, something you could learn from. Be fluid. Be open. Thoughts on your way for potentially getting rid of the away goals rule in the future? Disgusting. Disgusting. Like I really, I really don't like this idea at all. Horrible. The away goal rule is one of the best things to happen to for for well. Like it's amazing. Like I was having this conversation with um, Claude from Arsenal Fan Fan TV, and I was just saying that it's all it it, it just keeps you on your toes. Mm. It keeps you on your toes. And the beauty about it is that I've always said that I actually, if I was a player, I pre- I would prefer to play the away leg in the second leg. But if you take away the away goal rule, then there's no advantage. Every, everything is pretty much the same. You see, so, I would rather play the away leg second as well, because if it goes to extra time, you get 30 extra minutes to score an away goal. Yeah. No, but, but, but also it's the whole thing of like, that's away goal. Home... If you've, you've, you've held it down, you go away from home, that team has to come out and try to attack you. And you know what? Every, any goal you score is, t- is twice. You see, like when Spurs scored 2-0, mm. and I was going to tweet, and that they, they scored the third goal. Was it Lorente who scored the third goal just immediately? Or, or it might have been Sun who scored the third goal. I, I'm, I'm forgetting the exact order. But it was 2-0 to, to Spurs. And I was like, okay. Dortmund have a little situation here. Obviously, it went bang, bang. So I never got to hit send because it, it obviously changed. But is it more advantageous to attack away when you're down by two goals rather than just sit back and take the two-goal defeat 
back home. Because if they score at home, or if they score at your ground, rather, you have to score four goals in order to win because you don't have an away goal. So in that last 10 minutes that you do have to score an away goal, should you go all out and maybe risk getting three, which happened eventually to them? But, I, but in my mind, it's like you cannot go back home without an away goal. You need at least one. You do. Like, like those ones are out. They're out. Like, see, because I remember this was ages ago uh, when Chelsea played Barcelona and they were winning 3-0 and Figo scored to make it 3-1. And that was crucial. That mm. away goal that, that, that he, he scored to make it 3-1 was crucial. Like, if Dortmund scored and made it 3-1, that would have been a very, very crucial goal. At 3-0, no away goal. That means Tottenham now have the power of, of, of the away goal fully without considering any away goals themselves. Right, because so, like if, if Tottenham score one, they have to score oh, wait, wait, five. Wait. Yeah, yeah. so if you remember back to like uh, when Chelsea won the Champions League in 2012, they lost 3-1 to Napoli. But that the one goal that they scored in Napoli, that huge, it proved key because I think it was Inler who scored at Stamford Bridge. But that did that meant that Chelsea, you could still score three and go to extra time. Not you need to score four in normal time. And then remember Chelsea, um, Barcelona. I think what's it was zero zero first leg, one one stop, second leg. Stop stop. stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, you know, because funny, because I was actually thinking about that um, to today. Remember Drogba's performance in that first leg? Do you know what? I blanked that whole fucking tournament, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, he spent his time just literally just like wasting time. It was the most Drogba esque performance ever. He was shaking, doing all this kind of like juju African magic, like everything he got touched, shaking himself. Was was that the game where he did like peekaboo? It, it, it probably wasn't, but there was one where he was like on the ground and then he looked up at the referee <laughs> like he was in pain, but really he wasn't. Um, here we go. Uh, who do you think are this season's favorites for the champion? Oh, who was that question by? Did I shout out their name? Ah, okay, yeah. Um, and that was from MF Bain, Shady McGrady. Um, all right, so next question. D Botan, 7i. Shout out to here. Um, hey. Who do you think are this season's favorites for the Champions League? And do you think this is the most open one we've had for a while? Personally, I think it's Man City, followed by Barcelona and Juventus. I still say it's Barcelona, followed by Man City and Juventus equal. And yeah, this this has actually... I, I actually said it in my Liverpool preview. This is the most open championship that I can remember for a long time. Like for, for like for so long, it was either Real Madrid, Barcelona, Barcelona, Real Madrid. We're always like, okay, these are the favourites, or even Bayern. Right now, Bayern in that great Barcelona have been struggling in La Liga. Ramadan just took another L at the Bernabeu. PSG can never be trusted. Juve are Champions final flops. Man City, you've never won a Champions League. So there isn't a strong argument for like, I know this is the team that everyone should be looking out for and this is the, the team to beat. So At the beginning of the season, I think I picked PSG to beat Juventus in the final. Um, but that was more kind of sentimental, like, Buffon and all that kind of stuff. I think if I look at it now, I think my favorites, if I had to put money, I think I would put my money on Barcelona. Over Man City. Mm. Man City's never been to a final. So let's <laughs> let them let's 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 let them get to a final. I think they've been in one semifinal. Let's see if they can traverse that first. If it's Man City, Barcelona, then maybe we can talk about what Pep can do to his old team, all that kind of stuff, right? But I think I'd go Barcelona as my favorite and then Man City Juventus equally. And then PSG somewhere in the background, provided Neymar can get healthy and Cavani's wait, back fit. Wait, 
you're you're gonna put Pierce in the conversation. It's like the fourth, like a distant four. Nah, nah, no, bro, nah. Who is your distant four? If you have Barcelona, Man City, Juventus, even, or I'll or, or, or... put Tottenham ahead of PSG. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'd put Tottenham ahead of PSG. PSG have not earned the right to be put in fourth or fifth or sixth. Nah. I picked them at the beginning. Like, I'm not just going to deny my pick. <laughs> yes, 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 you will. Yes, you really dumb old will. No, 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 no. can't. Not going to be able to do it. Um, what, what question we want to go next? Should Should Madrid go for a player that plays on the right rather than Hazard? This is from Sammy, 1679. Um, and I think this question probably goes to, like, the, the form that Vinicius has shown. Played pretty well against Ajax from the highlights. I watched the other game instead of the Ajax Madrid one. But Vinicius has been playing very well. Very well. And it's very made well. me question, kind of selfishly, but actually in reality as well, why would you spend $100 million on Hazard when you could just play Vinicius and see how that goes? Because he doesn't seem like it's that it's going to be that far of a drop-off by the end of Hazard's, what, contract if he signs like a three-, four-year deal. Hmm. You, you probably would end up with a better player if you just play Vinicius with those minutes. So I guess that's where this question comes from. Like, shouldn't you buy oh. someone for the right? Uh, two. Labille. Header. Ah, goddamn. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what was the question? Yeah, so should Madrid, considering that information, buy someone on the right? Considering, like, the status of Gareth Bale and the rest of them. They've really been really harsh on Bill. For a guy who has scored in two separate Champions League, he scored three goals in two separate Champions League final matches, man. People have been really harsh on Important goals really as harsh. well. Important Very goals. important goals. It's like, I get what poor people... I think the, thing, the issue with Bill is he doesn't fit the Real Madrid system and the way like he's... I think what, basically what they want is someone like a... Um, even, if, even if I think he plays on the left... What they want is someone like a son, mm. because son is very direct and runs straight. Bill isn't isn't direct. He wants to stop coming inside on his left, and then do the caller. He does. He doesn't really run in that straight kind of vertical move, movement. So, but the thing about Bill is that he can score a goal out of nowhere. Like look at that Champions League final. He can he can get a goal out out of nowhere. I think what Real Madrid need is. A playmaker. That's what they, they needed. They needed a playmaker. That was supposed to be Isco, but it's just not worked out for, for him. Fair, so, enough, fair enough. You know what? I'm looking at the timeline. You remember the conversation that we had last week about whether you should pay $70 million for Kepa? People are now starting to question Kepa. It's what it's it wait, it was it, it was 70? They paid it, he's the world record goalkeeper. Like oh, they, they paid more for him than Liverpool did for Allison. They paid 71 million pounds. Oh my god! <laughs> I just want my flowers while I can still smell. Like just, 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 just kind of going off the comments I'm seeing here on Twitter. Like people are like, "Yo, this guy's trash," um, and I'm not saying he's trash. I'm just saying, like, should you pay that much money for someone who's like, who I'm taller than? I'm six feet. <laughs> uh, probably not. Here we go. Next question. Considering who they're up against and their current circumstances, stadium transfers, etc. Would Tottenham winning the league be as big, if not a bigger achievement, than what Leicester did from packed bounce? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. How do you wait, how do you even make that begin to make that <laughs> argument? Right. Bro, Leicester, you know, Leicester City winning the Premier League is the greatest 
For me, it's I because again, maybe you can name one better. I can't name no, I can't. a greater sporting achievement than what Leicester City did. Sporting achievement. One. I mean, if you want to talk upsets, we can talk like Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. But I think that was seven forty-seven to one were those odds. I think mm. if I'm correct. This was at the beginning of the season. Leicester City were five thousand to one. God. Like, if you put 10 bucks, you made 50K, if my math's correct. Oh, man. If you put <laughs> if you put $50 or 50 pounds on Leicester City winning the title, you would have mm. got 250K in return. Do you know why I, I hate when people say that? Who in their right mind is just putting one cobble? A Leicester City fan. You know, you know someone. No, but you know, it's the same thing with with like Greece because I think some Greek people put something just for the sake of it on them winning the yeah, year. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? And you know what? There were people I remember during the season. You know how like uh, these bet apps have like you can cash out now. You don't have to get like uh, because yeah, Leicester yeah, yeah. were they, they they were in the lead, but like they could still be caught by whether it be Arsenal, whether it yeah, be Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, yo, you can cash out now. You can get like 30% of what you could get if they eventually win. And some people ah, cashed out. Oh, man. Because, because they didn't really trust that oh, Leicester Lord, would end the up winning. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man. They just no, 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 yeah, but I think, I think someone actually did win a, a, a lot of chow. Oh, yeah. If you, if, if you put 100, I think that's half a mil. So Madness. And, or, or if you were like really serious and you were like, if, if you're already rich and you put 1,000, isn't that five million? So, bro, I'm sure some people got paid, and the bookies probably weren't happy by all those people. But you know, it is what it is. They, but what they do is they just pay you with however much money people bet on other teams. So they they always win. Um, but would it be a bigger achievement? Nah, like their three most important players cost I think under five million or under six million pounds. I think Vardy was a million, Mares was half a million, and Conte might have been four or five. They got they, they literally got guys from the road and won a walk up with the guys from the road. Yeah, man. I mean, like Tottenham have world class players, if not world class, verging on. So no, no, no. Like, it is yeah. not even close. Yeah, Sterling or Salah from Ngozulu Matondo. Just Sterling or Salah. Choose Sterling or Salah. Who would you rather have in your team? I think this is an obvious question. Um, Sterling. I'd rather have Salah. Sterling can do more, you know. Thing is that Salah, I have to have a very specific team that plays a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Sterling can work in a defensive team, an attacking team, a counter-attacking team, and so forth, and he can still be useful. Like Salah plays a very specific way, which is why mm-hmm. that you have to play a very specific way in order to fit him in. Sterling will just do what he does and can still do what he does in whatever setup that you have him in. So I just think... Obviously, as a right now, Salah is the more effective player of all right now. But who would I rather have? Homeboy. I might be swayed by that argument. You know, you know what I said Salah originally? Because mm. I'm still kind of painting Sterling with the like Pep is Pep. This is Pep. It's not really Sterling. Oh yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like, but I'm thinking like maybe Pep just needed to be with Sterling. And now Sterling is what he is, regardless true, of who's managing true. him. And if that's the truth, like if you can just give Sterling to anybody and where Pep has got him to, he can do that anyway. I think Sterling might be the answer. But if Sterling's form or playing style is contingent on the manager, like Pep Guardiola, for example, 
I feel like Salah might be more useful. She's saying that Salah would be more useful than than Sterling. Also, but, also Salah's like a star guy. Like Salah carries his country. He carries Egypt. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. And he's like the star guy in in Liverpool. Whether you want to say Mane's more important or whoever's more important, like Salah's the guy. Is has Sterling ever been the guy? True. I don't true. think so. I'm, no, no, no. It's true, no, no. Sterling has never really been the star dude. But you know, he's a, he's, it, it, it is he's tough. a perfect complementary player in that Man City system. But I. I think Salah has proven it that like, yo, I'm the, I've been the guy at Fiorentina. I've been the guy at Roma. I've been the guy at Liverpool. I got my team to their first World Cup in 40 years or however long it's been. 30 years? Something like that. I don't know. Actually, it wasn't as obvious as I thought it was. So shout out to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We still got a few more questions left. Um, okay. I'm going to lump these together because uh, it's, it's topical. From Fuzzy Slippers, AJ Cool 16 and the Gowan 69. Would a Premier League All-Star game work? That's from AJ. And from Gowan, what events would be in a Premier League All-Star weekend? And how would they do the All-Star game? So, uh, the North NBA All-Star game was this weekend. Yeah. Um, no, no, but, but, but come on. That team LeBron was a cheat team. I mean, <laughs> that was, I mean, that was really, because basically, when they tweeted out to the photos, I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Like, that LeBron team was stupid. No, but I, no, but like Team Giannis, they were up by like twenty points. They could have won, um, mm. but the the bench was just very weak. But that's Giannis's fault for drafting like all players above six seven, and not drafting like you know actual scores and shooters. Um, but still, I mean, if you put Durant and LeBron on the same team, you're probably yeah, gonna yeah, win the game. It's, but it's, you know, we're, let's not get the weeds. Um, Coco Wild there as well, so. Would a Premier League All-Star game work? I think it might really. work. So how do you do it? North against South or two captains draft your teams? Like how do they do it now in the NBA? I don't, I don't, I don't think you could do drafts. I think it would have to be like the fans yeah. pick their favorite yeah, like, players like, like from the North though. and the South. I think you would do North v South. That way you would have like Liverpool, Manchester, those guys. And then mm. the London clubs, basically, and then whoever is good around there, you could pick players from Everton or Southampton or wherever the hell, and then you could like find a balance that way. I think that would be even. Although I think the North would win more times than they wouldn't, because you would have Man City, United, Liverpool, Everton. But do you know why it wouldn't work? It's it's the it's it's the different ways in which the systems work, like. You don't get an Anthony Davis um, situation in football. You know, you just don't have that. So literally, you're only going to be picking through four or five teams. But the the way that NBA and American sports work is that there's like an at least one amazing player in almost any of these teams based on the whole draft system. The worst team gets the number one pick and, and everything. Mm. So... It's so you really have a better blend of almost every team being represented because at well, least see, like, one I, 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 like if 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 you and I were in charge, mm. couldn't we stipulate that in your twenty three man squad you have to have representation from every team? Okay, yeah, yeah. So so okay. so then like if you're the best player at Bournemouth, if you're Nathan Ake, maybe mm. you maybe you shouldn't be if we're just taking the best defenders in the league. But because you play for Bournemouth, we want Bournemouth to be represented. Therefore, you're in the squad. Kind of do it that way. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I, so I feel like it could work that way. So like, so like, Nathan Ake would be in the South squad, 
even though maybe someone like just name a center back who might should be in there. Socrates maybe is a better center back than Ake. It's debatable, um, mm. but some might say that. But maybe Socrates wouldn't make it because he's like from Arsenal and there's already Arsenal representation in the team. So I feel like that's how it would work. It would have to be like North v South because I, I I don't know how you would like have if you wanted to do captains and you had like Pogba as one captain and Eden Hazard as the other captain. And like you guys have to make a twenty-three man team like on television. Like, <laughs> how does that work? Like, Hazard's just gonna pick. Yo, I want Christian Benteke on my team because he plays with me with Belgium. You know that I'm, that I'm can't work. So it, there would have to be like some fan participation in a way. Um, but fan participation that limits the amount of like percentage because you would just have basically Arsenal fans just trying to put Hector Bellerin at right back. Yes, just because. <laughs> <laughs> just because, although, you know, and he might make the team still. Um, so, yeah, and what would the events be? So, as we know, in the NBA, they do, like, the slam dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competitions. No, no, I mean, what's it called? Do you remember, um, I, I don't know which last FIFA you played. Remember every time before you kick off, mm-hmm. there was those skills challenges that you do as you're waiting for the match to load? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much those. Like, a thingy with, okay, how... Quick, can you get through these cones? So the dribbling challenge, how quickly can you dribble through these cones and on the back? Crossbar challenge, who can hit the crossbar? How many times from so on, so, so on, and so yeah, forth? Yeah, that would be interesting. Like a crossbar challenge, that would like, I think. The, I, 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 but like, I feel like you know Eric's in, in, in all the MLS. These. You know how they take penalties in the MLS? Like everyone else. Oh, they so, so they changed. I think basically when I was growing up, remember how they... Started from the halfway line. Oh, those, those. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Where you, you just like it's like a one v one instead of yeah, like yeah, a yeah, penalty, yeah. penalty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could do that for like to test goalkeepers, mm. or in some way. Um, I would like to see like a sprint challenge or something like that. Like if you could get Sane racing Sterling, racing Bellerin. Maybe not Bellerin now because of the knee injury or whatever. But just like the fastest players, Willian. Just like get like the speedsters and like how fast can you run? From oh, yeah. like halfway, like, speaking like, I feel like that would be cool. Power. Speaking of piss, do you know that you know how you know the whole thing of black guys pissing power and everything? Apparently, the fastest ever football player was Dennis Romadel. Okay. Apparently, he I think he could do it in like 11 seconds or maybe less. So, he was actually the fastest um for, for football player. This is not true because, as you know, last year Usain Bolt tried to be a professional footballer. And actually played games. Oh, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't count. Come on, man. That doesn't count. Come on, let's get real. Okay. It definitely counts. Like, like, like you say, actual football player, not like a footballer of all time. Actual... So yeah, I feel like that would be interesting. Obviously, crossbar. But as I say, I feel like people like Christian Eriksen would just win every year. Um, what else? Could so basically, just copy the FIFA loading screens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, so, so, you know how. I really hate you know I never actually do them. I'm like I'm like look man, can I can I can I can I, can I just go ahead and just flip and play this flipping I actually, game? Actually, I, I actually like the FIFA the FIFA games. So you could do like targets in the corners, you know, like upper ninety, lower ninety, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. You know, you know, to be honest with you, I I wouldn't actually tune in. <laughs> I I I I think I would. I, I would. No, I mean, like, I'd, uh, for me, look, just see, do you know, you know, they used to do um, Africa against Europe 
South America against Europe and so forth back in the day. I, I don't know why they stopped it now. That was cool. That was cool. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking, I'm, I'm doing research for these things that I'm working on. And like in the 1970s, like 1979, someone had a testimonial like for West mm. Brom. So the West Brom manager decided we're going to do, and this is 1979, so this is like peak British civil rights. He's like, let's do a, let's, let's do an all-white 11 versus an all-black 11. And that was like I, a thing. Oh, you know, I, I had something like that. And yeah. I think they should try, was, was, was this in football or rugby? Football. It was football. I think something similar happened in rugby, but I think in, I was reading Akala's book. I think, mm. and I think he mentioned that. I think it was it football. I think it was football as well. Where in schools they did they all like all blacks against all whites. I mean, do you know how sick that that is? Oh. <laughs> but like uh, apparently, like the the black footballers were like, "Yo, we gotta win this for us." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like and 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 the white footballers were like, they didn't think anything of it. It was just like another day. But the black players were like, <laughs> like we cannot lose. Like we can't. Lose. <laughs> Uh, okay, next question. Um, how things like Arsenal Fan TV and Chelsea Fan TV with their Why Sorry Should Be Sacked videos created a space for people to promote and benefit from negativity? Oh, man. So, so wait, what, wait, was this the, the good question you were talking about? No, no, no. This is from Pill Bill, Black Emoji. It's a good question, but the good question this I want to talk about question. is Akardi and Brozovic and those oh, guys. Oh, 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 God. Oh, Lord, wow. <laughs> we will get there. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But no, this this is a good question. So um, how things like Arsenal Fan TV and Chelsea Fan TV with their Watch Sorry Be Sack videos created mm. a space for people to promote and benefit from negativity. So basically anything bad that happens... If you go on there and you rant and rave and you just – if anything bad happens in the club, you go make a video and you can kind of get monetary gain from mm. something which you purport to love. Like how does that how does that balance work exactly? Like – I don't know if this is a new debate, but like if Arsenal get beat 6-1, let's say, mm. is Robbie really mad? No, I think <laughs> like because – I, okay, I wouldn't say I know Robbie, but I've met him a few times and everything. And I always think for Robbie, like, as a black guy, for me, I fully sort of support him because the guy, he's a pi pioneer. You know, he's a pioneer. And I think with Robbie, he'll even say that, like, of course he loves Arsenal. He's a full Arsenal fan. But my goodness, he's like, this is a business. So it's not as if he prays for Arsenal to lose or he prays for Arsenal to get to Tom's 5-1. But he knows that, my gosh, if he gets Tom's 5-1, I am sad as an Arsenal fan. But this is this is just going to be an amazing opportunity because so so it's similar to like news ch channels or like TMZ. Mm. Nobody likes to view good news. People are attracted by bad news. People are attracted by tragedies. People are attracted by serial killer things and things like that are just negativity gives you better press and better views and, and better reactions than positive press. That's just the sad thing of human beings and life. So Robin knows that. I don't love Arsenal. I don't wish them to, to do badly. But I don't know that us doing badly and us being in an embarrassing de defeat greatly raises the profile of the channel and greatly improves my business. So it, 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 it is what it is. Mm. So. And then you can kind of like, let's say sorry loses as what as it seems likely mm. um, with this FA Cup match. And, you know, particular Chelsea channels come out and say 10 reasons why sorry should be sacked. Mm. Like... You're basically 
getting monetary gain or accruing monetary gain because your club's trash? Like, <laughs> like that's, how exactly does that, like, how does that wash? I mean, but a, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, everyone has to eat somehow, some, some way. And if you ask a, a dude, what do you want more? Your, and this is the choice. What do you want more? Your club to, to do well and be working in, in 95 or your club to be trash and potentially be an uh, a, an individual entrepreneur. What do you choose? People are going to choose option two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is and you still don't love your club and everything, but say, wait a minute. So my club sucks and it's trash and I can benefit from them being trash and I can potentially be like earning hundreds of, of thousands of pounds. Yeah, I think I'll choose option two. You know, no, no personal feeling towards my love of my life and my club, but I think I'll choose option two. And this is what it is. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, I mean to be fair, like we do a podcast. So sometimes when like a result goes bad, like last week when it was six nil, like Chelsea, I was like, oh, so this is gonna be good podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like as a fan, I don't really want to sit here and just have Carl like six 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 six. Like <laughs> what? What? Like how many goals did you shit? Six. Where are you in the table? Six. Like it's not fun. <laughs> I can still laugh about it, but it's like it's, I don't want to do it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? This is good content. Um, so like when when like uh, when Jose Mourinho is going through his bad spell at Manchester United, you might have Manchester United fans who really don't like it. But if you're a writer, if you're a podcaster, this is good content because yeah, it is. It struggle is. and kind of collective struggle, especially you know you can like there's there's something to listen to. There's a reason why someone would tune in to hear you complain. Rather than oh everything's going great, um, we're the, at the top of the table, blah blah blah. Like it's not as compelling as like our team is a dumpster fire right now. So I understand it from that point. However, there is a part of me that's like, at what point do you stop becoming a fan and you become an entrepreneur? Is it like two nil, and then four nil? You're like okay, this is good, something like that. Like, um, but it, it's it's interesting, especially like in the social media age, where like people can get thousands of retweets for just for talking shit, basically. Um, so yeah, next question: Where do where do you want to go? These two are kind of related, so I'll keep those. Um, Football guy twenty six asks: When Ronaldo wins his sixth Champions League this season, is half up going to be ready when he joins the Jordan Club? The oh, I mean, really. Are you, are you are you really that sad? Because so when I was saying that the Champions League, that the Champions League is equating to an NBA championship, not the World Cup. Is I think yeah, saying? because that the NBA championship is every year, so is the Champions League. So I think that makes more sense. Okay, so um, if he wins this his sixth, he will not be in the Michael Jordan club because Michael Jordan is the greatest NBA player of all time. Cristiano Ronaldo is not the greatest football player of all time. Simple as. There you go. Half Hope has, has given his answer. Um, okay. Rivaldo and Ronaldo don't get enough. Ronaldo, Daniel? Rivaldo and Ronaldinho don't get enough credit for their performances in the 2002 World Cup. Discuss. Oh, yeah, they do. I think. No, no, no. 100%. They do. Um, for Ronaldinho, I don't think it was really his. Um, that was really his first World Cup, 
So I don't think he was really sort of really introduced fully. But um, Rivaldo was huge, huge, extremely huge. Like his goal against England, his goal against um, Turk, uh, Turk in the group stage, and he played a key role in Ronaldo's second goal against Germany. So I think people that saw that 2002 thing was huge. Obviously, the story was Ronaldo, and it was an amazing comeback story that Ronaldo had. Oh, no, but 100%, man. It was um, um, Rivaldo and Ronaldinho were definitely credit credited for their key pivotal role. In They were known as the three R's. That was the attack. It was the attack of the of of the three hours. So, so how come Ronaldinho never gets like horseman consideration from you? You see, that's the thing. Ronaldinho's World Cup was two thousand six. That was really his moment. Two thousand and two, he wasn't like for me. That's the critical guys were Ronaldo and Rivaldo. Those are the critical guys in every single game. Because I think he got banned for the. Um, um, semi-final because he got sent off in the quarter-final. So Ronaldo and Rivaldo car- carried that team in every single game. Ronaldinho played and had a big, huge clutch moments, but he just wasn't he wasn't really a, as much of a critical component as Rivaldo and Ronaldo were. So okay, so so let's say Ronaldo's knee injury was, and I've been doing a lot of research on this. So hmm. let's say Ronaldo's knee injury keeps him out of the 2002 World Cup, and he. Hmm. And he doesn't win '98, and he doesn't win 2002. Mm. But he does have a '94 medal, even though he didn't play. Mm. Would you consider him a horseman? No. So that 2002, like he had to win it when he yeah. was a guy. So, so it's not yeah. good enough just having it. You have to be like the guy. No, 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 no. You have to really win it, and then it's not. Then, then Raúl Albiol should be considered for for, for a horseman. Do you know how decorated Raul Al- Albiol is? And the guy's a brick. <laughs> well, no, no, but like R- R- Ronaldo would have had like the club merit. He did well at PSV. He did well at Inter before the knee injury. You need to shine in a World Cup win. That, that is, one season at Barcelona, I think he won a, an Olympics. He won a Copa America. Like he had, I don't know if he won the Olympics, but I know he won a Copa America. Uh, no, no, no. But wait, who did? 96. Who, 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 who won that Olympics? We know. Uh, they're super and they're eagles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, so like R- Ronaldo, then Ronaldinho, like in, in 1994, he had he got a medal even though he didn't play. So like if he didn't get 2002, I mean, he could always say I was a World Cup winner. Nah, but no, I, you, no, you you can't. I mean, if, if you do that, nobody nobody will, will take you seriously. <laughs> Everyone else says, "Oh, I won a I won a World Cup in '94 by literally not playing a single minute." So people are like, Get <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can understand the Ronaldinho point, but like, okay, so you're gonna blame him that Zidane had like the greatest game of a central midfielder. No, ever. no, no, I'm not. I'm, wait, I'm, I'm not. I'm not blaming him, but let's be be real. Do you know how good that 2006 team was? They got beat by the greatest midfield performance arguably ever. We no, did a whole I, I thing know. on it. I know. I get it. But <laughs> do you know that team had Robinho, Ronaldinho, Kaka, Adriano, Ronaldo? <laughs> that team was stupid. It was stacked, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Okay. And this is why I saved these two questions so I can put them back to back. From Forwardinho, you're given a tele... You mean you are, bro. Wrong you're. You're given a teleportation device 
that allows you to go back to the 90s and bring back one player in their prime. Which player do you choose and what team do you assign them to? Now, I think, and I, I guess what we all would say, I, I feel like Carl would like go left and say someone like Batistuta, perhaps. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I know who you're going to say, but I'm going to let you say. My answer is Zidane. I would like to bring back Zidane and put him in Chelsea. That'd be dope. Uh, but you, you go. Who 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 would have hope bring back from the nineties? If we could bring someone back from the nineties, I, this... I wonder who 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 would I possibly bring from the nineties? I 90s? have no idea who he's gonna say, but uh, oh, I'm, this I'm is gonna tough, guess man. it starts with R, bro. Does it? And ends nine and ends in nine. But go ahead. Look, 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 well, look well, of course I'll I'll bring the, the boy back. So I'll I'll bring the for instance, I'll I'll put the, the boy in, in any team. I'll put the the boy in any team. Okay. Ooh, this this is this is a good question. Which top team needs a Ronaldo player the most? So if you look at Bayern Munich, if you look at Barcelona, Real Madrid, like which team do you feel like could benefit from that kind of striker right now? Oh, easily Real Madrid. That's that is definitely because basically Benzema is sort of trying to do what thing he is doing, but he just doesn't have the attacking finishing instinct. But basically, put it this way: Ronaldo could fit into any team. That's the scary thing. Like that's that's alien freak from ninety seven, ninety eight. Could basically this is a, a perfect time. You remember, you know that vid that you linked to to me. Yes. With um, was it who was it? It was I think it was Desai Turam. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, it what's was, it called? It was basically, wait, 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 wait. Pedro just came off for William. By, by the way, <laughs> did, did, did not I think I know I I think Hudson Adoy's on the a, bench, a bro. Hudson Adoy's on the bench. You need two goals. What are you doing, stupid <laughs> man? No, the, no, the, the the guy, the guy's a, a completely demented, bro. But go ahead. Um, what's it called? Um, <laughs> so 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 well, no, because I, I don't make no no. That's that's you were talking about the 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 Ronaldo video where he's like boom 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 boom. Yeah, when because that it, it brought such look look. When are we going to do that extra? That that's talking to Ronaldo thing because I've got so much to say. Like when you just see that, I'm going to send you the the skeleton that I have for that extra. Yeah. For, for like episode. when you just see that, it's like you're dealing with a freak of nature. <laughs> you're dealing with a an absolute alien freakazoid mm. that could pretty much do anything. So when you just see what and do you know how good Turam and Desai were back then in '98? Remember, De, I think Desai had already won two two Champions Leagues. So you had a double Champions League winner, fearful of what a twenty-one year old, <laughs> a twenty-one year old could do, mm. and even more so, a twenty-one year old was carrying the um, responsibilities of a nation on his shoulders. Mm. Scary. Scary. I, I can't wait to talk about this with you. I can't no, wait no, to talk no, about no. this with you in like the formal setting, like that we're gonna do it. So yeah, no, no, it's gonna no, be no. a fun episode, man. I have like a whole list of questions I have carved out for you, but I'll 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 send them to you when the time comes. You know what? We've we've re basically reached our time limit. So what we're gonna do is, if you want to hear us talk about uh, Mauro Acardi, his wife, how he got his wife. 
and what potentially is happening at Inter Milan, you're just going to have to, you know, tune into the Talking Tactics Extra. Um, so, yeah, this has been Talking Tactics. Thanks to everybody who sent in a question. That was our mailbag episode. Um, again, Patreon backers, you'll get your 30 to 40 extra minutes of Talking Tactics um, Extra. Just download the Patreon app. Look it up. Um, it'll be there tomorrow or it's probably already there now by the time you're listening to this. And yeah, um, follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics 352. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple. Spotify. Shout out to the people on Spotify. Instagram, hopefully. Did, well, did you know that like on Spotify, it shows you like the, the age of the people that listen to us? And like most of the people that listen to us are under 25 years old. So shout out to the youth hey. that are listening to us on Spotify. Um, yeah. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it on next week's show. Only five stars, though. Have Hope, where can the people find you? You can find your boy at Half Hope Hot. Indeed. Carl Anker is at Anchorman616. Not going to be here next week. Hopefully, we're going to have a guest, though, for next week. So I'm going to keep that one under under wraps because who knows what might happen within the next seven days. But, yeah, this has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.